Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two bonus daughters. Hi there, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist and musician and mother of three teenagers, two of them are twins. Now Susie, I was messaged by Stacy, whose nearly 15-year-old son came home with a hickey. <gasps> da, da, da. Love bite on his neck. Uh, now, this was the second time the first she and her partner or husband had asked him not to let it happen again. <laughs> I asked my daughter what she thought and she looked at me blankly and went, like, why is, I don't, why is that a problem? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've experienced that. Have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah. was? Oh, well, no, I won't ask yeah. who it was. Interesting. What did you do? Uh, it was family dinner time. Uh, suggested <laughs> he went and put on a hoodie. <laughs> Right. Is that so that you didn't have to look at it? No, it was so that his uh, his siblings wouldn't take the mick and my parents ah. were coming for, for dinner. Oh, <laughs> So I was just like, let's okay. just cover it up, okay. please. Okay. Um, but he wasn't that fussed. Like, right. it wasn't a big deal. And I, we talked about it because it happened a couple of times. Mm. Um, he, it wasn't a big, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, people do that. Right. Which in my, right. my day was like, ooh, ooh, that was a big deal. Yes. I don't think it is. And I think that's what's interesting is because uh, when we react to something, I guess we just need to check our own feelings about mm. it. And like, why is it this is mm. such a big thing for me? Yeah. And how do they feel about yes. it? And then try and work your way through that as to whether this really is a big deal. Because yeah. I think quite often people feel like it's a reflection of their parenting, perhaps, particularly when they're young, you think, oh, and it looks, and when your teenager becomes sexual, it can feel very confrontational. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of us aren't ready. No, it, it is quite a, uh, it's quite a statement, isn't it? Mm. It's very visual. Yes. And what, and, and why, and I think there's an element of, you know, marking your territory when people do this. So let's, we'll yeah. talk about that in, yeah. our, in our discussion, because actually it's a fascinating area. Yeah. Um, she's not the only one I know who got upset about it. I was at a party where her mother said exactly the same thing about a boy who was exactly the same age. Yes. And uh, she felt it was very disrespectful. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was a great way of discussing the whole dating scene for teens, because it can feel actually quite triggering for yes. us parents, right? Yes. It's not how it was in our it's day. It's not, not in my day, no. We just stood around in semi-detached houses drinking Southern Comfort and lemonade and snogging whoever oh went God. past. God, that's my past. Okay. <laughs> um, and you've had a son in a serious relationship, so that's yes. really useful. Yes. Uh, and I've got two bonus daughters, so I've got stuff. Anyway, mm. let's talk about nuggets first, shall we? Yeah, my nugget is unrelated to that. And it's um, this week, I one of my twins um, has timekeeping uh, challenges. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it very much comes to a front uh, in the mornings when there's a train time. You either miss get the train or you miss it. <laughs> timekeeping is important. And we have a big field they have to cross in the mornings. And it's really wet at the moment. There's loads of dew. And my daughter has a hole in her shoe at the moment. <laughs> So that's a whole other story. Um, so I've been very kindly, I think, driving them to the station, which is literally two minutes away. So my son has been getting later and later. And, and, and one morning we raced to the station. And I felt that that was dangerous for me. And I was kind of went, this is not OK. I'm not doing that again. That's crazy. So we have like, if you're not down by 56 uh, past the hour, then you miss the lift. You have to get the next train. Okay, okay, okay. And he was pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries. So it's 58. And I'm like, come on, it's happening again. And I said, if if you're not there one morning, I was really calm. I was like, you're not going to make it. You're still eating your breakfast. And it's like 55. 
Wow. <laughs> um, I said, I will, I will drive. Like, I will go. And he, he didn't quite believe me, I don't think. Mm. So I did. Uh, oh, absolutely. You um, can't threaten things and not no, follow no, through. No, yes. No. And my daughter was sitting there going, come on, we have to go. And I said, so we did. And he was a bit cross about that, but totally fine. So you can be as cross as you like, but he got it as well. And the same morning, I also made him pay for the gate key that he's lost. Um, huh. right. So I said, well, let's just go all in. <laughs> And can you also give me, because they're really expensive, the stupid keys, and it costs 25 quid, which is really It's curious. really expensive. So he had that and the key, and um, he was unbelievably gracious about it. He was annoyed. I said, you can be annoyed, and you're being really gracious. That's very cool. And his timekeeping has slightly improved. Since. It's an interesting one, because when I was coaching parenting, this came up a lot, yeah. and it's really important that when we put in place boundaries or we say this is what's going to happen yeah. that you follow through yes. because when we don't for the next four or five times they won't believe you no and you have to sort of you know and and the worst thing is don't put in place something that you're not prepared to go yes. through with so you know no television for a week mm. is a really bad thing when they're little because you're the person who will probably suffer most yeah, yeah just um, straightforward here's yeah. the here's the boundary yeah. and and it's staying it's yeah. not moving yeah great well and done you, you need to pay for the key so for me, I had one of those weeks where I had a lot of conversations with my teenagers that involved big emotions for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating because these these waves, these things that they experience, are, they're sometimes straw men, but they can be very upsetting in yeah. their world. And it's, there are all sorts of things that would trigger really big emotions in a teenager. And they call me and talk to me about these things. And I wanted to talk about how it makes us feel as parents because it's it, it can really be triggering, again, that word, but it, it actually makes you feel like either you've, you're transported back to being a teenager or that you want to rescue them. You're mm. a parent, you're just, your child is suffering. I want to go in, and, and you can feel physically furious because you've gone into that fight, flight, mm. freeze yourself. And, or helpless. Or helpless. Oh, and it's, you, you're up all night thinking, oh my goodness. But what's fascinating about it is, and I've talked to my teens, is that we kind of need to be a bucket for their emotions that they can pour them into and and then maybe just kind of look into the bucket together mm. and just say, so, you know, and unpick some of the stuff that's been going on and maybe suggest things, maybe not. Give them a chance to actually work it out themselves. And what's really interesting is that we're left with this sense of trauma. You know, once we've our kids have dumped all this on us, I, it sort of made me understand what it must feel like to be a therapist at times mm. where you listen to very, very difficult things. They get up, walk out feeling lighter and happier. The problem is your teen might have rung, you know, hung off mm. and gone off and the next day they're perfectly happy mm. and you're still mulling over the, the, yeah. the problem because you still feel like you need to fix it. And it's just... As a therapist, it's harder with your teenagers, I would say. I, exactly. <laughs> no, that's the thing because as a therapist, you're not emotionally involved. It's no, not your... It triggers your own stuff. It triggers you your own stuff. And how to deal with that. Exactly. And how to separate. Um, and it's harder. You can do that with your teenager, but it's harder. But I love that idea of the bucket. It's, it's yeah. really important that they feel that they can dump in the bucket. Yes. Just to like literally... And they've said that to me. They've said, you know, it just makes a big difference just to be able to just drop it all. Yeah. And then they're relieved and they yeah. can go away feeling better. Yeah. So coming back to dating. Uh, yeah, there's, there are a lot of categories for dating now. So first of all, should we have a quick review? Yep, I have two lovely reviews here. 
Um, one of them is called Great Down to Earth Advice. I love listening to your podcast. It is a great mixture of research, wisdom nuggets and examples from everyday life. Great topics and always spot on advice. Sometimes it is even enough just to hear that I'm not the only one having a hard time with my teenagers. Yeah, that's kind of why we do it. Uh, uh, and that's and I feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Special thanks for taking time researching and talking about twins and emotional intelligence. I found it fascinating. You're so welcome. Thank you for the lovely review. Yeah, absolutely. And another it was a really good suggestion. Short one. Saved my sanity. Oh, that's quite a we went through a period of struggling with our um four teenager listening listening to teenagers untangled has provided me and my husband with priceless insight and many tools to cope better oh thank you very much that's really lovely yeah wow i'm help well yeah helping people with their sanity has got to be a good thing hey (laughs) yeah i'm not quite sure about my own but (laughs) yeah that's that's quite impressive yes right so um coming back to dating Mm -hmm. There seem to be a lot of categories now. You know, when I was a teenager, you were kind of going out with someone or you weren't. Mm. Now, um, I've heard the terms talking, walking. So talking is when you're chatting to somebody, but you're Mm. not going out with them. And walking is kind of similar where you go out on, you go out with them, but you're not going out with them. You're just kind of wandering around aimlessly. Right. I don't know these terms, actually. Yeah, I've heard a lot of these terms. Um, Linking. Link. which is apparently friends with benefits uh, situationship no one has a clue what's going on <laughs> uh, dating <laughs> you're together but you're not exclusive necessarily oh, until God. you actually go exclusive yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and this actually extends into the sort of 20 year olds I've seen that where they date yeah but until they've actually both agreed that they are exclusive they're not oh wow like so you can say that's my boyfriend but you're not actually assuming that they're exclusive so you presume you're not exclusive until you until you state actually it. so yeah, it's the yeah. opposite than it used to isn't, be isn't that interesting yeah and what's really interesting with the 20 year olds because of course i've got bonus daughters yeah. and i have access to all these yeah. little bit higher generation um i've seen some who are married with a house mortgage dog yes yeah and some who their attitude is, I'm enjoying my freedom. Um, you've got to try it with your guy friends. You can see if there's something there. Okay. Um, and then you settle into friendships. Right. And so it's a much more relaxed attitude yeah. for some of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Not all of them. We got We've got quite a range there, yeah. which is fascinating. Yeah. Right. So on uh, terms of teens... Uh, I dig, dig around for dating stats. Uh, there was a research report by Jean Tweng of San Diego State University Journal in the journal Child Development, who said that they'd found the percentage of 12th graders who had ever gone on a date in 1990 to 1994 was 84%. Between 2010 and 2016, they said it was 63%. Okay. Now, you know, what's your definition of dating? Yeah. Ah, but but this kind of mimics what we found in teen delinquency. Remember that episode yeah, where yeah. we actually found that all these these marks of teenage delinquency, including teenage pregnancies, mm. have dropped. Yeah. So that actually would yeah, indicate the same in, thing. Yeah, really interesting. And I just wonder, because I think uh, my experience is that they, um, they FaceTime or maybe it's not on FaceTime. Mm. I don't know what. Yeah, it's not FaceTime, is thing it? They're using, but they're video or, yes. calling. <laughs> yes. And that has quite a big effect, I think, doesn't yes. it? Because you're actually having a proper conversation rather yes. than, than um, so maybe you don't need to go on so many dates. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Or to... need a condom, really, when you're... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, we do we take teen relationships seriously? Well, for teens, it's really, really important. Yeah, really important. The, the truth is they are 
in relative terms, they're quite short. And we often look at it and go, oh, sweet, that's so sweet. But for them, it's a really big thing, isn't mm. it? Um, having said that, uh, you know, the relationship between teenagers in high school is only vaguely similar to that of adult couples because they're kind of dating in greenhouse conditions, aren't they? They're, they they don't have to earn money or rent a house or pay taxes. And, you know, it's a much less... It's less fraught in that way. Mm. It's more about issues like, you know, how do I communicate with somebody? Yeah, it's purely emotional, isn't it? Purely emotional. It's a very kind of, it's really interesting mm. just to make that uh, distinction. Mm. So why do they date? Wow. It's fun. Um, it's fun. Fun. <laughs> They've got hormones. They fancy yes. each other. They, and, and, <laughs> and the hormones are really, really critical because yeah. a lot of hormones are triggered. Yeah with this yeah. and you know it's a way of trying out their sexuality mm. their bodies all these yeah. wonderful things yeah. about it it's biological isn't it mm-hmm. we're attracted to people and i think if we look at relationships as um from a from a love perspective and a marriage perspective it's quite limiting yeah. um one of the things i hit on when i was talking to my daughters about this was one of the key things is status and what i mean by that is as soon as you start dating of any type and no people notice it, they're talking. Yeah. They're talking about it. And and it can elevate you. So if you've got a boyfriend or you've got a girlfriend, it sort of gives you status because wow, you someone you, else someone's likes accepted me. you. Someone <laughs> yeah. yes, someone's crazy, you. but yeah. it's true, yeah. It's true, it's how we work as human beings. Mm. And if I I noticed this when I was young, if a boy starts to find you attractive, and this works both ways. Other boys will go, what, yeah. wait, 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 hang on a second. Yeah. What, what, right? Yeah, what's she got? <laughs> what's she got? And they yeah. suddenly, everybody yeah. starts to notice yeah. that maybe you're more interesting yeah. than, than they thought. So yeah. it's, it's, there's a huge status yeah, element it's, it's, to it. It's also on a, a more primal level as well, mm. isn't it? It is, it is biology. We get attracted to people. It's, it's biology. It's really normal. It's a survival thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, and it's very exciting when someone finds us attractive. It's, yes. And we follow, we follow those emotions. We follow that adrenaline. We follow those hormones that then get released upon that. And it's, it's really normal. It's really, yeah. It's really beautiful. I wanted to mention love just because I think we often get confused about what we're talking about mm. here because love is such a really, I just think it's a really useless word. <laughs> I think, <laughs> oh, I think Rachel. It's, well, it's so limiting. Okay. Cause, because if you talk about the, the ancient Greeks had seven words. For different types of love mm. and we use like we could say we fancy you it's, it's not a really it's, it's quite a limiting word mm. and so for example eros was passion lust pleasure mm. philia was kind of authentic the stuff that great friendship is made mm. for, made of you know and it can be platonic or it can be a romantic partner so these lots of layers of love here mm. ludus which is the non-committal type of love where you can you can banter with your friends engaging playful conversation flirting that would be ludus stork i think it's stork um which is unconditional familial love so the family mm. level of love Philotia, which is self-compassion, mm-hmm. and that's nurturing yourself, cultivating self-awareness, honoring your own body and its needs. Pragma is love built on commitment and understanding and long-term interests, which is probably comes in much later. Yes. And then agape, which is altruism and pay it forward love. So it's like being mm. selfless and doing things for a community. Yeah. Again, that's not really a teenager's kind of 
territory, right? Mm. So it's, it's actually really interesting breaking down the different types yeah. of love and going, well, you know, That's rather really than yeah. yeah, rather yeah. than controlling it, so yeah. they, they sh- yeah. are they in love or are they not? Yeah, we um, have a problem with eros in our teens, don't we? And then in the, <laughs> <laughs> the others are fine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if we have a problem with it, um, I looked up some stats on it, and fewer than two percent of mar- people marry their high school sweetheart. And when teens do get married, only about half of them make it to their 10th year anniversary. Also, I read that on average, relationships between 16-year-olds tend to last about six months, 17 and 18-year-olds about a year. Again, it's an average. So, yeah, you know, it sounds long, doesn't and it? yeah. It's a time of experimentation, isn't mm-hmm. it, in all areas and particularly this one. So it's kind of, it's a fluid time of, I have these feelings, trying them out in yeah. a safe and appropriate way, of course. <laughs> And But I like that, you see, and I think it's oh, the reason I'm talking about this is I think we really need to take a breath and think what is going on here. And there's some very, very important stuff going yeah. on. But if we force them to say, are you going to marry this person? Oh, or my have God. You, you know, no. no, but there, there's an element of that yeah. of, of kind of locking people into, yeah. you know, no sex before marriage or no, which yeah. is fine. If those are your values, yeah. you know that those are your values. But there's a there's an element of, of people learning from having relationships that is very important. Really important. It's it's like any relationship that teenagers go through or children or any of us really, but, you know, siblings, we learn our boundaries. We learn all sorts of things through our siblings that we've talked about here before. And, you know, potential relationships, whatever that looks like, you it's like a, a playground of learning of how to communicate, how to... How to, you know, how to even, you know, how do we kiss? How do, how do mm. we do these things? Mm. What do we do? And, and um, you know, talking about it with friends, talking about it with them, it's, it's va- invaluable. Yes. And, and it, the minute we bring shame into it or awkwardness, which it will be because it's new and different and they, you know, by the nature of it, it's a bit awkward at that age. It kind of, it's a shame. And I think it's a hyper learning experience. So we we learn every day. We learn mm. about interactions and human behavior and things. But when you get into this sort of more relationship mm status with anybody mm. you're having to learn stuff really quickly yeah and, and i think it can be really beneficial yeah. according to one research study even after accounting for early relationship experiences with parents and peers aspects of adolescent dating experiences predict romantic relationship qualities in young adulthood okay. and what they said in this was that adolescents who dated fewer partners in mid-teens um, and experience a better quality of dating relationship demonstrated romantic romantic partner interactions that were smoother and okay. had a easier relationships. Yeah, and and the the the, the converse is true that yeah. if there was a lot of conflict in their early relationships, and they dated a lot more partners, yeah. it can result in a more negative. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. And I I had a friend whose daughter started a relationship as a teenager and it was just lovely because they both made a list of all the things Mm. they'd like to to do and did them together. Mm. And so now you have someone by your side who's supporting you in trying out new things. Yeah, and these can be very, very positive things. And relationships are also if, if if you're struggling with yourself, then you're attracting a certain type of partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all connected to how yes. we are in general yes. in the world all of it yes and it plants the seeds of self-sufficiency and independence from your parents mm. too mm. so you, you start to kind of think how how would I be if I'm not with my parents if I'm yeah. not at home how am I going to behave in the world yeah. who will I be attached to yes and parents play a big role in that because I mean my experience was that my parents weren't very keen on me dating or doing anything with the opposite sex <gasps> if that's your <laughs> 
you know, your favor <laughs> um, or, you know, having any any kind of romantic or sexual relationship. And that was really problematic. That made it weird and that made it like secret. And mm. um, yeah, that's that's not a great option. either. Yes. And then you're left thinking, well, is there something wrong with me or you're yeah. having to you're having to ally yourself with other kids who yeah. may not really be thinking this through either yeah so it is better to have parents who can talk to you about this yeah. stuff i think it can be hard for teens to take a long view or to step mm. back and consider things calmly and this lack of executive functioning can also lead to risky yes behavior yes which is why again you want to be inside the circle of of safety with your teenager being able to talk to them yes. so you can guide them rather than outside mm. There's a study published in the Journal of Adolescent Mental Health and the researchers found that the early stages of teenage love have similar effects as hypermania. And that's a state of kind of abnormally elevated energy, activity, Mm. mood changes. It's a bit like bipolar disorder when you're this really excited stage. Are we not like that as adults? I think we can be, yes. Like I think I think falling in yes, love for is sure. just an amazing experience. You've done it recently. Yeah, exactly. I mean yes. I'm just thinking, well, that doesn't necessarily have to be a teenager. No. no maybe it's absolutely. more exaggerated and maybe it's more reckless when it's a teenager because they think, don't have the executive function. But the feelings, you know, the euphoria, the endorphins, yes. all of that's the same. But I do think the difference is that for a teenager, it may well be the very first time they've ever experienced this. Yes. Whereas as an adult, you ha- will have coping mechanisms for going, yeah. okay, I'm not going to completely divert my life in one direction just because I feel this way there was a quote why do so many high school relationships fail they're not really failing are they no they're just experimenting because that's the thing when you start talking about a relationship failing that's the problem I looked at that and thought there you are that's why we've got a problem with that's that's coming with a hypothesis that Mm. you go out with your 15 year old boyfriend and (laughs) you are together forever and if you don't then bang fail yes (laughs) that's rubbish rubbish so the search for identity is a central task of being an adolescent right so if you're in a relationship you'll develop your your identity and then you may well both be wanting different things and this is normal totally and then you need to that happened to my son yeah you need to go off and find, explore yeah. elsewhere, which is perfectly normal and, perfectly and wonderful. Normal. And but, absolutely the right thing to be yes. doing because the alternative is staying together and it's wrong. It's I wrong. Mean, why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> and so advice for teens, prioritizing getting to know yourself because this is your job as a teenager is trying to work out who am I, what mm. am I, what matters to me and try to avoid the tendency to mould yourself to your current partner. <laughs> I had a girlfriend <laughs> who every time she had a new boyfriend. Yeah would start his hobby she had a wardrobe full of different things wow yeah like you know somebody who flew somebody who's a dj literally yeah. all the different she'd buy all the stuff yeah <laughs> it was really that's sweet <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's the thing because actually you get new to hobbies. try all these yeah. new hobbies but then you know the, the, you know i then say oh how, how's the surfing and she go oh i'm not doing that anymore yeah has he gone uh, yeah uh, yeah i've just got a different <laughs> we can all learn from that yeah absolutely um make choices that are best for you so again this is like rather than trying to stay in the relationship what's best for you what Mm. are you trying to do with your life and keeping a balanced social life Mm. is critical because if they don't if if and when it doesn't pan out Mm. they need that other network they need that support don't they that's really important and i think that's very common that we get so wrapped up in this amazing euphoric Mm. feeling of whatever that looks like for the teenager that we then prioritize that over our friends which is completely normal and it will happen but it's really important to to keep your friendship groups and prioritize that as well yes i had that conversation with uh, one of my kids um and it's really important 
Yeah. And it, it feels it felt for for him it felt awkward because actually he did want to and she was pushing in a way that um um he was quite young and it was you know it was all fine but it's really really important because mm. suddenly you're you're not being who you are either because yes. you need your mates and I love that because what you were doing there as a parent was providing a backstop and saying so yeah I is did. this because uh, it I then nudged. gives them a, a a little speed bump yeah. to think actually is this the right thing for yeah, me yeah I nudged a few feel? times and went mm. Mm, is that what you want yes mm, not really okay well let's work this out and we, we made yes. we worked it out I like that so tips let them know they can talk to you about anything and and really about anything, go back to the episode on how not to overreact because that's really helpful. <laughs> I learned a lot from that. And it's just about being able to sit and go, okay, I feel uncomfortable about this, but that's okay. Yes. It doesn't matter. I just need to listen yes. and help them think through things. Yes. Validate and celebrate their experience. You know, for them, it's really exciting. So if you sit there and go, oh, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. All that's going to happen is they'll feel terrible yeah. about telling you anything. Yeah. That's not and they help. are totally inexperienced. Mm-hmm. It's this, this is a new game and it's really, um, it's really difficult. <laughs> mm, it's very difficult. <laughs> Encourage them to take their relationships offline. And I love this because one of our listeners really a long time ago, Sally, was saying, you know, when we were talking about sexting, she said, do you want to send a photo of your boobs to a boy on the basis that he may end up showing that to everybody in the mm. school or are you going to do things? Now, I'm not encouraging people to take their kids up into the bedroom. (laughs) My point is that it's actually just, it's so much more healthy to be spending time together. Text messages can be misconstrued. They can amplify things that you didn't mean. Yeah, It's much better to be together. In the technology, there's a distance that exactly it's not real. So if they can, Take the take the relationship offline, yeah. and and you know out of the gla- the glare of yeah. the the public as yeah. well if you can, yeah. um, and protecting them from toxic teen relationships. Watch out for signs that indicate your teen isn't being treated right. Yeah. So, you know, is their partner trying to control their behaviour? Yeah. One or both teens are too jealous or overprotective. Yeah. Bruises or injuries. Yeah, uh, yeah. Withdrawing from friends and family, yeah. which we've talked about frequent arguments these are all things that would make me think right i need to step in and, and explain calmly and clearly why mm. something doesn't look quite yeah, right help them with it. and help them with it yeah. don't again you don't want them to step like yeah. you were talking about that other time where you know we step forward and they step back yeah so you want to just step forward forward gen- really gently yeah. and say mm, i'm seeing yeah. something what yeah. do you think yeah and have them over if, if they feel comfortable doing that yes. I know it's very different for different kids and all of that but if you can get them over and meet them and make it normal like yes. it's a normal friendship rather mm-hmm. than oh it's your boyfriend or your girlfriend and be weird about it <laughs> don't do that my mother <laughs> and my, get to know no, them absolutely so emma one of our listeners said exactly mm. that and she said you can snip out the duds really quickly um, <laughs> i love that but also actually a great story some 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 friends had a daughter who started dating a boy and the family invited not just her but her parents over wow. which was a really awkward evening yes. and then they broke up shortly afterwards oh nice so that was that, that was, was really uncomfortable yeah so maybe just meet the child first before you demand that the parents come out yeah um yeah i think the, helping them staying connected and with their friends and everything yeah. can you know make a massive yeah. difference can't and it and if they're already part of the same friendship group then well that has pluses and minuses obviously mm. but it can if you might already know them that's that's mm. easier then isn't it yes yeah. I, I, I remind them that real life dating isn't a movie yeah because like, yeah. it can be really confusing yes it's not a rom-com yeah uh it's not a rom-com <laughs> no 
this this is a good time to actually you can it's, it, we've talked about this before it's actually really valuable to express your your beliefs and your values it's not you, you know this isn't a bad thing, but actually forming hard barriers can be the problem. But actually saying we believe in having a deep connection with somebody mm. or what, there's nothing wrong with that. No. And talking through how you see things, but imposing it on them is, is where it becomes problematic. If yes. they think, well, I don't agree. Yeah. So allowing them to say, well, I see it this way. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And boundaries and expectations put them in place. Yeah, you know you, you can. can if you don't like this kid, yeah, right, you can have a conversation with your team. But just like the episode where we talked yeah. about what it, what happens if you don't yeah. like their friends, same thing applies. You yeah. just restrict access. Yeah, and and you can voice concerns, and then but then go the other way, like we talked about in the other episode. You know, try and get to know them. Always, always just try because they're probably there's probably always lots of lovely things about them too. And you can agree. have your reservations and checking your reservations. Are mm. they are they real or are they your old triggers? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I and I've said to my daughter, you know, if you like that person, then I'm going to want to meet them mm. because obviously there's something important there yeah. for you, and I want to get to know yeah. what what it is yeah. in in a really really positive yeah. way. Yeah. And what about when their heart gets broken? I mean, they're going to get restless at some point. They may feel irritated or trapped, or you know, most of these relationships yeah. won't survive. But the worst thing we can do is minimize it. Yes, absolutely. Like with any feelings, there's nothing wrong with the feelings. It's they're, they're real. They're absolutely real. And if we minimize it, that's really painful for them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, don't, you know, the whole, oh, there are more fish in the sea or, uh, yeah, yeah the, I didn't like them anyway. You're only 16. You're only 16. It's not important. You wait till you're my age and yeah. we're divorcing. And Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not getting divorced, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing my daughter mentioned was she said, if your child is in a relationship and they're not telling you, you should be a bit concerned because it's mm. actually about how they feel about you. Mm. If they're not prepared to tell you about it. I, I thought that was quite interesting. That is interesting. I do, however, think it's different sometimes, massive generalization coming up with boys and girls. Interesting. Yes. Um, yes. I do think that in general, boys are a little bit more private. With right. These kind of yeah. Things. Good and point. Girls are particularly maybe with their mums. Yes. Tell them everything. Open. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, so maybe pinch of salt with the boys if they don't. Mm. Like it's not, doesn't necessarily mean there's a big, big issue. Yeah. They yeah. just aren't ready to tell you it. Yeah. I mean, mine are pretty good about that, but I, they're different from my daughter. Yeah. Now, how to help your teen through a breakup. You don't have to find the right thing to say. You just don't. No. You, you need to let them vent, encourage them to talk with their friends, help them establish mm. a routine because the routines will that will yeah. just get them through their days yeah. and, and get them because it takes time. Yeah. And, and try and be respectful as well. I think it can mm. be really tempting to go into a big slanging match and and be kind of a bit disrespectful in general, but, mm -hmm. you know, treat Yes. Jets, you know, present partners and exes with respect. I love that. that. Yes. And it's really important. You don't suddenly hate everything about yeah. them because you loved things about yeah. them. So it's actually being respectful yeah. as you walk out of yeah. the door as well. And that's yeah. a really good Holding lesson. Yes, than, I love that. Know, oh, go and do that to him. He's an idiot kind yeah. of thing. That, that's not cool. Yeah. It takes time to heal. Being single doesn't mean being alone. And you can and will feel love again. Mm, yeah. But it's not going to happen immediately. So no. you just have to, yeah. I, it, there are times you need to get help. If if there's been several weeks and they're not getting over their feelings, they have persistent low moods, they've disengaged with their life and their mm. friends, it might be worth yeah. getting some support, whether really that's the GP or 
you know any on, school counselor school counselor te- let the school know yeah if, if they yeah. can they might be yeah. able to step in and, and yeah. give them some support yeah and I think it's also really important I, I was super impressed by one of my kids um he had a it was a very brief relationship but um being really co- courageous and if it's not working for you mm. then do the right thing oh this um, is this is a really good one because it's mostly they so don't yeah, it's easy just to do the whole ghosting thing yes. and and my son um didn't and he was only 15 i was so impressed mm. <laughs> um off his own bat um and um you know, explained and said it's not working for me, et cetera, et cetera. And knowing that she was more into it than he was. Mm. Um, and that's really important. Mm. Um, it just takes guts, though. I love that. And I, that's where we as parents can coach our kids and say, so So it's okay. Mm. It's okay to not want to be with this person. Yeah. That's that's fine. But out of respect for yeah. just, it just, it's another human being they deserve yeah. to have something and it feels so much better for the person doing it as well because it's clean it feels honorable as there's a dignity in it rather than just and they can ask a question off and ghosting them that doesn't feel nice for them either although i did read this woman complaining about how she turned up to this date in her she'd put on some stilettos all her makeup Mm. and done her hair and they got to the restaurant and he said by the way i i actually don't want to be in this relationship Mm. anymore and she was she said everyone says don't dump people on text but actually i would have rather that because <laughs> he wasted my evening and and i i put all these <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so well I, I think that's it for teenage relationships like everything we can make a massive difference by being the person who lets them think through how they feel right yeah, it's just absolutely. like trying to nudge them to help them see yeah. what the particulars are it can give or, them a huge amount of mental distress if they can't think clearly about the issues and so we need to be that space yeah or at least be the space that we can pick up the pieces. Pick afterwards. up the pieces, yeah, yeah. And and it's normal life, isn't it? Yep, yeah. We, we all wish we didn't have to go through heartbreak, mm. but it will happen. Mm. If you have any feedback, you can reach us at teenagersuntangled at gmail.com. Hit the follow button on your app uh, or give us some stars uh, or even leave a review. Yes. All these things All will help things. us. Yeah, yeah. Just tell everybody. <laughs> anyway, um, you can find more on the website at www.teenagersuntangled.com and find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We are still finalists for the uh, Independent Podcast we Award. Are. We are still. We haven't, so haven't heard yet. Uh, Susie has, she's very on LinkedIn. You're really linked into LinkedIn, aren't you? Because uh, you're quite, you've got a phases, corporate size I've as well. i got some corporate stuff at the moment. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's yeah. been... They're, they're all after her. And, <laughs> so popular. Yes. Um, so you can you can nudge her there. Um, yes. Her website where Dub- you can actually have a proper conversation yeah. is www.mindful-life.co.uk. And you won't have to listen to me rambling straight <laughs> to the straight to the horse's mouth. Pluses and minuses with all of these things. <laughs> so yeah, she, you can have a, a, a fifteen-minute uh, yeah. free conversation free chat with me. Yeah. What so couldn't, you know, better, it's better than what that. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, that's it for now. Uh, speak soon. Bye-bye for now.